1: Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, I hear you're in uh, mid-draft. How's that going for you?
2: I am mid-draft. First off, it's great to see. You, you can follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, I am mid-draft. And let me tell you something. This is my first time in a super flex league. Oh, wow. Now, super flex means, I, I found out, that means you can have multiple quarterbacks. Basically I haven't, two quarterbacks. I haven't played in this league for a while. And and so I. this is like my high school friends. And so I, I've I've stepped away. So we're going to do this draft as the night goes on. I'm I'm it's in the fourth round. I've I've got it's actually in the fifth round. I've got four picks, and I uh, let me tell you what I've got so far. So super flex. Okay. Uh, I probably should have looked at bye weeks. I didn't look at bye weeks there. Uh, with I had the eighth pick in the draft. So by then you know you got good the, the running backs are gone. The some you know some of the wide receivers are gone. Right. I, right. I picked up Patrick Mahomes in the first round because it's a quarterback. And you got to go with two quarterbacks, right? Okay. Came it's back, easy, but not bad. Came back. I took Justin Herbert,
1: Whoa. Herbert and
2: Mahomes back to back. Those are my quarterbacks.
1: Whoa, I'm not messing.
2: Do they around. have different bye weeks. No, they don't. They have the same bye week. That was a problem. Not, not, oh. not my smartest move. Uh, but you know what's going to happen. The backup
1: quarterback's going to be important. Yeah.
2: It's going to be Zach Wilson. You know, I'm going to have to pick Actually,
1: Zach. You're going to need two backup quarterbacks.
2: Well, no, I, you know, you, you can play someone else. I just, I just got to figure it out at some point. Yeah. Uh, then I have Cam Akers at running back. I have Nick Chubb at running back. I don't oh, have man, any right I receivers. Bet. I don't have any tight ends. Uh, this is my first time doing a super flex, so we'll see how it goes.
1: I'm going to say you took your quarterbacks a little early, but that's okay. It could prove to work out for you. But surprise, I got a draft that starts here in about three minutes.
2: Nice. And what, what pick do you have?
1: I have pick number six. Is and, and it's Okay, at least it's not an auction draft.
2: Auction would be pretty tough to do it right now as we have oh, this yeah. conversation.
1: Yeah. So. Now, this is the family league. So it's me and a bunch of my cousins. And um, so you can guess the trash-talking. Will increasingly get much much worse as the season goes on.
2: Yeah, I can imagine. It's going to. Uh, it'll be fun though. So uh, you know, I'm going to have to take my obligatory, you know, my BYU players. I will probably take Tyler Algier late. I'll take Taysom Hill. Maybe Taysom Hill. They'll put him in quarterback by week eight. Oh, he is a super flex. Maybe uh, maybe Jamus, famous Jameis, will yeah. uh, will have some issues. So by now,
1: then. me being me, I took all the Packers out of my queue. Okay. So there's no way I draft a Packer on my team.
2: Yeah. yeah, I know you hate. You cannot have the Packers. Um, I,
1: I cannot have Packers. So who's
2: vaccine. the only? There's, there's got to be really. Is it Darnell Mooney? Is that the only? Is he a wide receiver for the Bears? He is a wide receiver for the Bears, and he's the only Bears you're going to take, right? Yeah.
1: David Montgomery at running back. Okay. He's a pretty good one. There's a. They have a um, rookie wide receiver whose name uh, is kind of funny and it escapes me at the moment. Do we like? Do we like Brees Hall? We do. I kind of like Bryson. Now, I see it Hall. Depends I, I'm, I'm on on it and, um, it I, depends on your guy, um, Zach Milson.
2: Well, I, I love that. Uh, I'm four picks away, <laughs> and I am kind of looking at uh, at Brice Hall. I like Cortland Sutton, too. Yeah. But I don't, yeah, have, I a, think, I don't have a running back.
1: I think both the uh, Broncos receivers will be pretty good. But I, I think so, too. You don't have any. No, you have two running backs. You don't have any receivers. Yeah, I don't have any receivers. I, I think I want you to take. I need receivers. Though. I
2: know. I'll probably come back and take Cortland Sutton. I, I think I want to take one more. Oh, I like how Pitts, so though. He's still there, too. He's going to be a monster tight end this year. Who's that? Kyle Pitts.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. All right. If Pitts, Kyle Pitts Waller, is available, if, Andrews. If Kyle and, Pitts is available
2: in we'll three see. picks, I'm taking Kyle Pitts. Then I may come back and take Brees Hall. We will see, uh, Eddie. But let's t- talk. I mean, I've just been dominating. I'm gonna, I'm gonna interrupt you. I got, I'm two picks away. I'm gonna interrupt you, but, but you go ahead. You no, tell that's us.
1: Okay, that's okay. Um, man. So, oh, I went to the game this weekend. Okay. Saturday night. The. Thunderstorms uh, blessed us by staying away. Our old buddy Trent from KVET had an extra ticket for me because I let my buddy's wife take, uh, take this first game for us. So I sat with Trent, who <laughs> had his, his button-down shirt open all the way down to the stomach almost. So it was just a sea of brown, curly chest hair.
2: Yeah, it, It's a, not red?
1: It's reddish-brown. Okay. I didn't try to look that close. But as an SNL uh, savant, Jordan, you remember this. I had to hit him with the Antonio Banderas show. <laughs> no, no, too sexy, too sexy. It's classic. That is a classic. Eddie, I love that. <laughs> that is. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, great game. Really looking forward to this weekend. And I'm upset with myself that I sold the ticket. Oh, my draft is starting.
2: Your draft. Okay, it's my pick. I'm picking Kyle Pitts. I, I, I'm going to pick Kyle oh, Pitts right now. Do uh, it. It's done. Coppitt's done. I'm, I'm on the clock again in, in about three or four right. picks. So, well, good.
1: I'm on the clock in five picks.
2: There we go. That's exciting. So, uh, well, Eddie, I I was in Las Vegas and I watched uh, watched a lot of football. BYU had a had a rain delay. They were like three hours delayed, uh, but I watched that all game and and they they put a beat down on uh, on hey, South if Florida.
1: If the BYU uh, if the rain takes BYU into a Sunday game, can they play it? I don't
2: know. Do they just stop right then?
1: They yeah, say, hey, a... Sunday happens and it's over. Oh, midnight. Maybe bell maybe because it's not Sunday in Utah.
2: Going. If it's not Sunday in Utah, it doesn't matter. So.
1: Uh, where a, were they playing?
2: Oh, well, I don't. Know, this this week they were playing in Florida. Oh. So, oh okay. So well, Eddie. Um, gosh, still don't have a wide receiver. <laughs> i I might be taking another uh, running back. We'll see.
1: Man, I'm just hoping that the ESPN website is better than the Yahoo app because it does not notify you at all when it's your turn to draft.
2: Well, I have to pay attention because it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, I probably should put some people in my queue just in case. Uh, That's a good. Just because in case I I am not paying attention or looking. Okay, there's darn. I'm, look at listen. I hear you. I hear that. It, is it your pick right now? Yeah. What was that? Oh, someone from my queue went. Okay. Well, that's 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 a bummer. You should probably put yourself on mute. Uh, I don't want to uh, hear. Yeah, that.
1: but then I won't know what's uh, who's up.
2: So, well, I was in Las Vegas over the weekend, um, and uh, it was it was a good time. I spent some time with my family, uh, and my parents were there. Marlo's parents were there. It was Ooh. a uh, overall. It was a great time. Maddie, who are you taking with the first pick of your draft?
1: I'm on the clock. I can take either Austin Eckler or Najee Harris. I've got Eckler in a couple different leagues. Okay. So I'm thinking of going with Harris. Oh, I thought you were going to take Eckler just so you could cheer for him and like just be together. But I think I am, just so just so I don't have to split my attention so much. Boom. I drafted Austin Eckler. There you go. All right. I am on the on clock. On the clock and four picks.
2: I'm on the clock, Eddie. So
1: I I, right, I, I have
2: again. Mahomes, I have Akers, I have Chubb, I have Pitts. I do not have okay. a receiver still. So looking at the, the you board, need a receiver. you got Marquise Brown, Cortland Sutton, Amon Ross, St. Brown, uh, Darnell Mooney. We mm-hmm. get. I think. Who should I go with in there? Should I go with Courtland Mar- Sutton? I think Cortland so, Sutton who, too. Who's
1: got the best quarterback?
2: Yeah, and you think about like DK Metcalf and uh, and Tyler Lockett last year. You yeah, know but he I can don't... feed re- Russell Westbrook can yeah. feed two re- receivers is what I'm saying.
1: Exactly, exactly. So. Yeah, I don't trust Lockett and Metcalf this year.
2: Oh, no, I, I know that's what I was, but I was giving the example because Russell Wilson fed both those guys last year. He can feed Judy and he could fill you know feed Sutton as well. Uh, By the way, speaking of feeding, Drake, my son has a uh, eighth grade football. His first eighth grade football game tomorrow. First time uh, getting those pads on and going. Nice. So that'll be fun. What's he playing? He is a wide receiver and then cornerback.
1: Ooh, Ooh. so he's got more athletic ability than dad.
2: Yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean, you have played actually never have played a turkey bowl with me. You should, but I would uh, I would cry. Ah, Brees Hall gone. I kind of like I kind of like Brees Hall, but that's okay.
1: No one picked him. Najee Harris is sitting right here for me. All right, at take it number eleven. There you go, and he is gone. There you go. That's a good. That's a good look. I got great for running him. backs. All right,
2: well, Eddie, we let's let's talk UFC. Uh, I, I'm sure the people like love our fantasy talk, but I'm sure they want to move <laughs> on. Uh, UFC <laughs> Paris. So the UFC made their debut in Paris over the weekend, uh, with with the main event of you know the main card was it was very had a big strong French influence, very right. Uh, but in the yeah. end, the Frenchmen uh, they got it got it done right. Cyril Gaon And I told you, uh, I love it when the yeah. uh,
1: hometown guy wins. It's great for the sport. It's great for the atmosphere. The roof blew off that place when he knocked out Tai Tuovasa. It was electric.
2: And he wasn't the only Frenchman that won that night, right? Like, no. Multiple Frenchmen won, which is great. But let's start there. You mentioned uh, Cyril Gaon versus Tai Tuovasa. This was a fun fight. Now it ended in the third round. It ended it the way that we thought it was going to, but there were some scary moments. There were some scary moments for Cyril Gan. There were some moments where he got knocked down, where people have not done that to him. You think, you know, you think about oh, Cyril Gaun, he's got that one loss to Francis Ngannou. Ngannou probably knocked his head. No, he didn't. It was a wrestling filled fight where he uh, where he lost that. I mean, this is I think this was the first time that someone knocked down Cyril Gunn.
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, I think he said that he actually went out and woke up as he hit the ground. And that, I mean, very close to the people he's fought for him to have not been knocked out before. That's some ridiculous power by Tuavasa. and it was very pretty the way he fell too.
2: It's very interesting. It's tough, like you know, you know, Ty Tuivasa. This was a good matchup for him, right? This was a matchup that, excuse me, this was a good matchup for Cyril Gaon. They could have put him against Curtis Blades. That would not have been a, as favorable of a matchup for no. him. But this was no. a good matchup for him to kind of showcase. I think they, you know, they wanted Cyril Gaon to win in Paris. Uh, but I don't think that, like, tight Avassa, while I think he has hit his upper bound limit, I don't think that he loses a ton of stock going out the way that he did.
1: No, because he's one of those brawlers that everyone just loves to fight. He's very personable. Everyone loves him. Everyone loves the shoey. his knockout power. I'm up to draft. I'm taking Travis Kelsey.
2: Okay. There you go. Oh, and what's, what's the oh. format? Is it just a normal PPR?
1: Uh, I believe so, yeah. Okay, yeah. Not, not super I, flex. Like, not anything else. I'm in, like, six leagues, it's hard to keep track. But this yep. is a normal lineup. Okay. Two running backs, two receivers. There's a flex somewhere.
2: All right. So going it. back to Tituvasa, I will say I did pull a, a Tituvasa numbered card this last week out of a, out of the new uh, UFC Chronicles, and I was oh, hoping yep. for my own personal gain, my own personal gain that uh, that he would win, uh, but he didn't, and uh, so that nice. card that card will now go back to the dollar pile. Uh, also, what? you know it's kind of cool. No, this. no, you just
1: hold on to it till his next fight.
2: I did pull though. This is kind or of you just give it to me. I did pull a Matt Hughes autograph Ooh, to ten. Wow, gold card to ten. That's pretty cool. So
1: was it? Uh, never mind.
2: Okay, well, let's go back to uh, to UFC Paris. So, uh, Titovasa, obviously, you know, he. Uh, do I think that Titovasa will ever be a champion? I don't. I don't. And, and, I don't and, either. I, I think that Titovasa, and I think he's kind of hit. Yeah, I'm mean, not say he's peaked, but he definitely has like you know, outkicked the coverage. You know, I would say with any girl that you've ever dated, you you outkicked <laughs> your coverage, and and I think that Titovasa, you know, that Rude. win that he had over Derek Lewis, I mean. That will probably be the best oh, win of his career. It was
1: scary. Uh, I'm on the clock again, taking CD Lamb. Okay. Or T. Higgins. Ooh, I don't know. How Lamb I'm... or Higgins? Go Lamb.
2: We're in Texas. Yeah. Why not?
1: Yeah, right. We are the Cowboy Station. Yeah. I drafted CD Lamb.
2: Okay. I like it.
1: I'm killing it so far.
2: All right. So yeah, I, I do think this is kind of the limit. This is the height of uh, of Tytus But let's talk Cyril Gone right now. Anything in this fight that make you believe that he could? Right that wrong. If he got another chance against Francis Ngannou, which I don't think that's going to be the next fight for him, if he had that next fight, does he? Anything change your mind that it's going to go differently?
1: Uh, I think he got hit too much for it to really change my mind. I mean, Tai Tuivasa, in his own words, in Ngannou's own words, knocked him out, and that was pretty early on. So if that was, those were the hands in Ngannou, yeah, he would not have woken up. So it doesn't change my mind. He is hard to hit sometimes, but for some reason, the guy that was bouncing all over the cage against Derek Lewis was not the guy against Tui Vassa on Saturday night. He was not a heavyweight Dominic Cruz. I mean he looked really good still, but he was very hittable. I'm not sure what changed. Yeah.
2: No, I um, yeah, you know he was. And and it makes me think that, you know, that it didn't give me a ton of like hey, this is going to really be different next time because we didn't see it, right? We didn't see him. Uh, he didn't, this wasn't a wrestling match. This wasn't a, a fight that he can, do, he can stand that. I'm interested, how do you think that he would do against someone like an incoming John Jones?
1: Oh, man, that, that one's so interesting. But I have to believe that Jones with his fight IQ would be smart and it would be a wrestling-heavy game plan. I have to believe that. Even, I know Jones has this issue where he loves to just take people on where they're the best. Eddie, I think Eddie, moving up in Eddie, Eddie, hold yo, that
2: thought. Hold go that thought, it. I'm back on the clock Wide receiver, Darnell Mooney Should I go with the Bears, Ooh, Adam Thielen or? or Devontae Smith Now, I know Adam Thielen, I mean, he's just, Adam Thielen is just kind of automatic always I know Justin Jefferson is fantastic But Adam Thielen is just a touchdown monster in there
1: Yeah, if you don't go Adam Thielen, you're stupid Alright, Adam and Thielen And that's an NFC North guy
2: Okay, Adam Thielen is in, go, continue yeah. John Jones, I am
1: on the I'm on the clock myself now Okay I need another receiver, T. Higgins or Michael Pittman Ooh, I—they're both the. I like Pittman. Oh, they're both supposed to get the same amount of points. I like Pittman. He's so a better quarterback
2: this year and second year. I like it. Although Burrow, I mean, the, sorry, better quarterback than he had last year. Excuse me.
1: Uh, that's not helping. I'm going Higgins. You're—you're okay. you're waffling too much. I
2: said better. I meant. I meant better quarterback than he had last year. Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. <laughs> true. True. All, All right. right. Good news. I'm back on the clock. Uh, All right. I, I got Darnell Mooney. I got Devonte Smith. Gosh, do so I need another I got two running backs? Who's my next? Uh Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, Kareem Hunt. Do I do I go the uh, the handcuff with uh Kareem Hunt? Oh he probably I don't gonna know. be there. Chase Edmonds.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Eddie, what do I do? Darnell Mooney's out there, Devontae Smith. I'm I'm yeah. just I'm at a flex spot, so.
1: I'm thinking oh. Devontae Smith.
2: All right, let's do Devontae Smith. I this is very I I similar to get a- this is a very similar team to what I have in my other league as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's good. Then you're, you're at least you're consistent. I have
2: Mahomes. I have Chubb. I have Sutton. I have Dante Smith. A lot of similar people here.
1: See, All right. Do I go flex or quarterback next? I don't know. We, we, I'm we, up. We,
2: well, you better go. I'll talk. So so. anyways, Cyril gone. Uh, I, don't <laughs> think I don't think that he's going to get the next title shot. Obviously, we think John Jones, Stephen Miocic is ahead of him. Uh, Francis, we don't even know what's going on with Francis right now. But obviously, great performance uh, to just in Paris in general, right? For that whole moment. That was exciting. Uh, let's go to the co-main event. Robert Whittaker, uh, I know he didn't pitch a shutout on all the scorecards, but it sure seemed like he did. He just looked sharp. Uh, you know, it was interesting. I was kind of leaning, like, at the end, like, wow, Robert Whittaker, right before the fight, like, maybe maybe Vittoria will get this. Robert Whittaker is talking a lot about moving up to 205. He's talking about kind of what's next. But then he just came out and reminded us just exactly who he is and why Robert Whittaker, and Izzy, and we'll see where Pajeta is, but why those guys are just like the top of that division. Where, where I, I do think that, you know, I would, you know, sometimes you like to say 1A, 1B. Izzy's a clear one. I, I hate this, you know, is a clear two. And then there's everybody else.
1: Yeah, and the, the thought of some fresh matchups for Robert Whitaker is exciting, but him fighting bigger guys at light heavyweight, that's just a non-starter, man. That's, that's not a good idea. He already doesn't use his wrestling enough at middleweight. And to go up and just have boxing, kickboxing matches against light heavyweights, that's just a bad call. I mean, he's in a tough spot, but somehow someone's going to take Izzy down at some point. And it might be uh, pretty soon with uh, Pajera on, on tap for him. So just just hang tight, uh, Bobby, Bobby Knuckles. Hang tight.
2: What, so what do you think of his performance against Marvin Vittori? Very good performance. Uh, very strong. He just reminded exactly who he is, though,
1: like I said. Yeah, very good. I mean, it's like it's everything you expect him to be. And, ooh, I'm going to get Joe Burrow. There you
2: That's not bad. I just lost out on Cream Hunt and Darnell Mooney. But that's good. Cool. Yeah. Continue on.
1: Yeah. Um, the train of thought is gone. Yeah, um, it's everything you expect him to be. I mean, the dude's a killer. And he just keeps showing that if there's anyone that's going to beat Izzy, it's going to be him, unless it's this, uh, this coming up fight. Those are the only two options. No one else in the middleweight division has a chance.
2: Hey, I, I, I got a question for you. How early is it okay to take DeAndre Hopkins, who I know is suspended for six games? But I mean, if he's there, you got to look at him at some point.
1: Yeah, you're in the you're into the backups, right? Yeah, yeah. You could uh, as a backup, that's fine. I got
2: one more flex, but I mean, still Julio
1: Jones is also back there for people to sneak up and grab too.
2: God, I'm at six picks away. I'm, I might be. I might sneak. Joe Burrow I'm just gonna, got picked in my draft too. Uh, all I right, sneak Eddie, up and grab a defense now. No, let's keep going. Uh-huh. Even, so yeah, what, you look about like Robert Whitaker, don't know what's next for him, right? We need to find out what's going to happen. If Pejeta wins, fresh matchup, right? That, that is something new. If Izzy wins, I'm not sure exactly what you do with Robert, uh, Robert Whitaker. All right, any other highlights you just want to mention, right? So you had Nassar Dean Imovov, He defeated Joaquin Buckley. Uh, you had... He was
1: the highlight I was going to because I had not paid much attention to him beforehand, but he is a big dude for that division. And he just made Joaquin Buckley look like, well, look like a lightweight. And he's, and he's going to be one to keep an eye on, man. Yeah, I agree.
2: Uh, Nathaniel Wood, he had that win over Charles Dur-Jordain. Uh You had Nazrat Hakparast; He had a decision win. Benoit Saint-Denis. I'm sure that I get there. I my mean, French, I'll be honest, my French sure is not my best. But no. either way, I think that it's, uh, you, know, that was, that was, uh, you know, that was a good win as well.
1: Well, so. if you saw the opening fight of the night, by the way, you were probably disappointed, as I was, that Eileen Perez didn't win against Stephanie Egger, so we did not get to see her twerk.
2: Well, yeah, you did. Well, you saw her torque in the uh in the The ins uh, yeah. yes, we did see that. So, all right, Eddie, let's go boxing. You had Andy Ruiz versus Luis Ortiz. I almost said Tito Ortiz, but that's not that's not correct.
1: <laughs> yeah, Tito Ortiz would have died in this fight. But yeah, uh, Andy Ruiz defeats T- Luis Ortiz. Andy Ruiz defeats Luis Ortiz by unanimous decision. This, the the scorecards were really close, Jordan 113-112, 114-111, 114-111. So basically the judges said that Ortiz outboxed Ruiz, but Ruiz scored three er, early knockdowns, two in round two, I believe. Um, so he basically won via the knockdowns. Otherwise, this would have been King Kong moving on. Um, and this was Ortiz's first loss to someone not named Deontay Wilder. But at 43 years old, you got to think this was his last shot at uh, grabbing the ring.
2: And what, um, is this, what, is this like, what does this mean,
1: right? Um, not that we, much, really. Okay. And as far as the actual titles go, my question is: I know this isn't what up with that, but somehow Tyson Fury is trying to fight Anthony. Joshua. Yeah, let's
2: let's hold off that. I, uh, that's that's a that's a sub- subject that we're gonna we're gonna address next. We actually have an all boxing what up with that. So let's let's hold okay. off on oh, that. We got answers for me. We okay, will get cool. back to that in a little. I don't know. I don't know if I have answers. I got information,
1: but I don't. Okay. I don't know if I got
2: answers, Eddie. So.
1: Well, before we go real quick, if you if you didn't see BKFC Thailand, Australia's Thai Emery got a first round knockout and then flashed the crowd.
2: I, I heard about that, Eddie. I, I told that.
1: you the BKFC app was worth of five bucks a month. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm on the clock. There you go. Well, Eddie, I picked up
2: Deandre, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I stashed him. I think he's like six-game suspension. I, I stashed him away. So uh, I'm going to pick up a uh, – I got to get, get another running back or another flex guy. So, well, Eddie, that is BKFC. That is UFC Paris and a little bit of boxing. Guys, we're going to come back. We're going to talk. There was a debut here in Austin, Melee Fighting Championship. We're going to hear from their yes. announcer. Yes. Justin Simmons. You might remember the name Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. Zone. Oh, Justin Simmons. Guys, oh, you're listening guys. to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn. HornFM.com We will be right back.
1: It's What's Up With That? Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can
2: still jam on What's Up With That? Ooh. What's up with that? What's up with that? -ah. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? You,
1: yeah. Woo! Well, welcome back to Fine Night on 1049 The Horn and HornFM.com. I'm Eddie. That's Jordan, and it is a draft night special. Jordan, I have completed my draft. I, and it's weird to say this out loud, but I'm going to murder my family. Well, that's that's not very this,
2: appropriate to say.
1: This is this is a family league, and there are only eight teams. But I'm going to murder my family. All
2: right, let's hear. It. Let's hear the team,
1: Eddie. All right, Joe Burrow. Okay. Austin Eckler. Najee uh, Harris. C.D. Lamb. T. Higgins. Travis Kelsey. In the flex, I stole Michael Pittman Jr., the Bills defense, and a kicker, Las Vegas' own Daniel Carlson.
2: Okay. You like Daniel Carlson?
1: Uh, he was the best of what was left. Okay. I missed my first two choices. Who was your first two choices? I was talking. Um, Matt Gay and Harrison Butker. I okay. they Rams and Chiefs.
2: Yeah, they're both on the clock. They're available for me right now. I am, uh, I'm a few picks away. I'll, I'll tell you my team in a little bit, but let's get into it. Eddie. We got. Here's who else is leaving? Let's. See, who else did I just hear that's leaving? The um. Gosh, Saren live. Now it's not not, even, it's not enjoyable. Two more people are leaving SNL. Oh yeah, um, this week.
1: Aristotle Atari, Melissa Via Senor, yes, that's, and uh, and um, the, the, Alex Moffat, the, the guy who just bought a boat. Yeah, Alex yeah. Moffat. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm kind of bummed. I like him.
1: Yeah, um, Via Senor, I thought she was just kind of figuring herself out. So I was looking forward to seeing where it went when she actually started writing her own, getting her own sketches done. That's sad. But sad. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. That one guy though, I'm not gonna miss him at all. No, not not one bit. Did did you see him at Moon Tower? I did not. Oh okay. I don't know if anyone did. But you know what people are gonna see, Jordan. Hang on, I gotta I gotta steal myself for actually saying this out loud. It's gonna happen. The greatest of all time, the spider, Anderson Silva, is lowering himself to fight Jake Paul. What's up with that? This is crazy, right?
2: So we know that Jake Paul has been teasing. He's been teasing out that he's going to have an announcement soon. We started to hear rumors that it was going to be Anderson Silva versus Jake Paul. And then we heard that Anderson Silva got a boxing license in Arizona. So we're like, okay, maybe this is really happening. Uh, It turns out it's true. October 29th at the Gila River Arena, Phoenix, Arizona, Jake Paul versus arguably the greatest of all time. I don't, I mean, maybe you could say GSP, maybe John Jones, who knows? But one of the, the greatest,
1: greatest MMA striker of all time,
2: someone who is, you know, this is going to be a test, right? So this is, it's happening at a catch weight of 187 pounds. It's eight rounds. This is It's a weird weight. This is going to be interesting. Are you, are you excited for this? Is this a real no. watch?
1: I mean, yes. Anytime the spider is on, it's must see TV. But I'm not excited. Because it's a lose-lose. If you lose, obviously it's just horrible. It diminishes his whole uh, legacy. And if you knock him out, well, he's Jake Paul.
2: He's supposed to. Like, this will obviously be the biggest test of Jake Paul's career. This is, the, this is, the, this is like, you beat Anderson Silva, that's a stretch, right? Because he's, he's a much better striker. I don't care about the age. He's a much better striker. He is a much better boxer. So this would be, I mean, it would be an impressive win. And if Anderson Silva wins, well, I mean, then, then back in the same way you look back, I mean, it's still, still interesting, right? And it's still yeah. an opportunity for.
1: I mean, you know, it'll be his like, biggest yeah. purse of all time, I'm sure. Yeah. As long as Anderson takes it seriously and doesn't come in there already with his hands down, uh, bobbing and weaving, he might murder the kid. But if he comes in there already overconfident, Jake Paul does have power, and he's a big kid. He's well over 200 pounds. Um, he's strong. He's got a good right hand. But he's, not, he's nowhere near the striker Anderson is. So if Anderson takes it seriously, um, it might answer everyone's prayers.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope so, right? We've been saying this. I'm not ready to make a pick today, uh, nor am I planning on going to Arizona for this. Uh, I Actually, I think I have Are something you? going No, I'm not. I'm not actually oh. planning on this. I have something going on. I don't know. I can't think about what it is right now. I know I've got something on the 29th, uh, and it will not be Paul versus Silva. But you know the good news right. about this fight, Eddie? He's going to show up. Anderson yes. Silva will show up. He is going to fight. Uh, by the way, I just picked up Daniel Carlson just like you did. I want I to be like you. Uh, but he, uh, Anderson Silva will show up. So uh, I don't know what else is on the undercard. Uh, I don't believe that we have heard, um, you know, like uh, Amanda Serrano. Obviously, she was on the undercard previously. Uh, but we'll see what happens, right? So, I think she's got another fight lined up already. Yeah. Uh, but Jake Paul so, did say yeah. that he is going to exterminate the spider. Do you like that? Do you like what he did there?
1: yeah actually, I saw his comments, and they were kind of respectful, so I can't really hate on him for that. I mean you're supposed to think you're you're going to win and you're supposed to say stuff to sell the fight, so i'm not I'm not going to get into that stuff with him. but Jordan, sticking with boxing, I mentioned earlier that Tyson Fury, the WBC Heavyweight champ, wants to fight Anthony Joshua, a fellow Brit who is on a two fight losing streak and has lost all his belts. What's up with that? Yeah. So I saw
2: this this week on, on Twitter. Right. And, and I was like, I saw, I looked at it again. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, so Tyson Fury, he posted a video this week that said he wants to offer Anthony Joshua an opportunity to fight for the WBC heavyweight title that he would be ready to fight. Uh, you know, he's got a date, he's got a venue and he wants to give that opportunity for him to fight him. So Very interesting, you know, I I think that, you know, Tyson Fury, you want to see him fight Usyk. I mean, Anthony Joshua is coming off of two losses in a row to Usyk. So it's kind of surprising that, you know, Fury wants to go uh, Anthony Joshua right away. Um, But, you know, that would be, I I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind seeing it. It will be interesting. The one thing I would say, though, is that Anthony Joshua, he responded. He said, look, if you're interested in this, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, do this online. We're not going to have this conversation online. But if you're really interested in this. Let's talk. Let's figure it out, and uh, and let's go from there. And uh, right. so. what I
1: thought was really weird was that when um, after Usyk won the second fight, he said for him it's Tyson Fury or nothing, and Tyson Fury basically demanded like five hundred million pounds or something ridiculous for the fight, and something that he knows no one's going to come up with. And now all of a sudden he's already offering more money to Anthony Joshua to fight him. Tyson Fury doesn't want to fight Alexander Usyk. What's up with that? Would not have thought that.
2: Yeah, it is a little bit surprising, right? You would think that he, yeah. would, uh, you know, he would jump at that opportunity. I mean, uh, maybe a yeah. little bit less surprising because we've seen him retire multiple times. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know.
1: But, yeah, you're going to come back, and it's not like you're picking an easier fighter. I mean, Joshua's bigger. He's a, he's a, ba- he's a badass himself. You know, what I want them to do is him to fight Usyk, and in the co-main event, Anthony Joshua and say Deontay Wilder if he wins in October. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Winner of that, or maybe even Andy Ruiz again. Ruiz again. They have a third fight. Winner of that gets a shot at the undisputed title. But now they're just gonna do some one off fight for no reason in England, and I don't get it. Not so bad. um since I'm confused, Jordan, hit
2: us with some new fights. Yeah, let me hit them with you. So we got Alir Latifi fighting Alexia Linick. We got Amanda Lemos versus Marina Rodriguez. Dan Hooker versus Claudio Poeas. Uh, we got Mark DeCassee versus Michael Johnson. Uh, Clay Guida versus Scott Holtzman. Uh, Emily Ducati versus Angela Hill. Derek Elkins versus Jonathan Pierce. Uh, and over we had Alexander Hernandez versus Billy Q, Billy Corantillo uh, Over in yeah. Bellator, they finally announced Vadim Nemkov versus Corey Anderson, that rematch. Uh, Rafian Stotts versus Danny Ooh, Sabatello title. yeah. and Magomed Magomedov versus Patchy Mix. That's in the uh, in the bantamweight uh, tournament. And uh, and that, my friend, is new fights. But we're not done. We're not done. Oh, we're gonna bring in. Let's bring in Justin Simmons, sports guys talking wrestling. So we'll let's bring in Justin Simmons right now. All right, joining us now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline, one half of the sports guys talking wrestling right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com,
0: Justin the Smash Simmons. Justin, how are you? Hey, Jordan, thanks for having me on. Actually, right in the middle of a Culver's, you know how it goes, pro wrestling adage is like you're always hustling to the next gig, and it's basically what I'm doing today. <laughs> well, I appreciate
2: it, man. You you are a busy man. Not only are you the voice of you know, kind of multiple programs here in uh, in central texas but you had a kind of a new venture this this past weekend
0: oh yeah definitely i made my uh, mma or cage debut uh, as a cage announcer for melee fighting championship uh, a new local promotion here uh, out of the atx and Man, what a show on Saturday.
2: Yeah, so let's talk about it. So this past week, September 3rd, it was the Melee Fighting Championships at the Palmer Event Center and uh, our very own Justin The Smash Simmons in the ring doing, a, I don't even want to say like your Michael Buffer or Bruce
0: Buffer. He was doing his own
2: Justin The Smash Simmons. How uh, how, how was it?
0: Uh, well, first off, I have to thank uh, Sky Wood and the promoter Jeffrey Meadows for allowing me the opportunity and everybody like ADP Live and everybody that was involved in the event. But uh, man I've never been cage side before for i mean I've been ringside for boxing but this was you know this was really brutal man there was some sick knockouts and some sick submissions I wasn't expecting to see some guys go down so quickly it was one of those you know I'm trying to get my notes set because you have to write down who's gonna win and how much time left so i can announce it and I was going to go get my paperwork at the very first fight, man. I'm, you know, I'm a little nervous, and the guy gets knocked out like in 20-something seconds, and I'm like, oh man, I have to announce this, and it's this my first time, you know, just a little, a little shaky at first, but after that, it was sold-out crowd, it was uh, lit, and everybody's really excited for the uh, upcoming. Melee fighting championship
2: that'll be taking place in january yeah so let's talk about this so so melee fighting championship it's it's amateur fighting right it's, it's a, is yes. it an amateur series and and tell us i mean tell us what you know about it I, i'm super not i'm not super familiar with melee fighting championship
0: well honestly it was their first event and it was my first event too so i mean it was like a learning process for everybody involved but basically you did see a bunch of uh you know mma amateur fighters you know some of these guys had some sponsorships and such but I'm I'm pretty sure that a lot of them, just kind of like myself, you know, we have aspirations to be, you know, full-time professionals, but you have to cut your teeth here, and this is the, you know, everybody that's involved with melee fighting championship giving these guys a platform to compete and uh, to get eyes on them, and hopefully, you know, with that, they can not only be victorious in the cage as they progress through their MMA amateur career. But hopefully at some points, the guys that really want it can become professionals,
2: you know? Yeah, no, I think it's really cool. And, and I love the idea that we have, you know, more opportunities for a for people just in, in general to find and watch MMA right here in Austin. I mean, I know when the UFC is here, it's, it's obviously it's a big deal, but it's uh, it's exciting when you have people here and, and that are wanting to put on shows and putting on a promotion. Um, but it's it's so awesome. It, it's great. So you said that they're coming back January at end of January, right?
0: Uh, yes. And I want to stay because they already booked me for this one. So I'm already excited to be a part of it again. And I'm hoping to bring even more noise this second time around i believe it's january 29 and it's going to be on a sunday because uh, i don't know where the venue is exactly just yet but they from what i was being told like the venue uh, is only allowing them to run on a sunday but as opposed to the palmer event center where there was multiple events going on at the same time this will be really a purely dedicated event for just the uh, the mma okay
2: that's that's awesome. Our, our friend Andrew Craig. Did you get a chance to uh, to catch up with him? He was announcing. It looked like uh, on yes, uh, this last week. Yes, I, I met him. Is a friend of the show, former UFC fighter. Uh, but he's yeah, dude, like good guy. He's announcing as well. Uh, and then we had uh, so any anything you know. So I know Christian Ammons. He won in the main event. Uh, he won via TKO. Any other kind of K, uh, you know exciting moments from the uh, from the night?
0: I uh, I mean some of the fighters' names escape my mind. Uh, I know Jay Chow was making yeah, his MMA he debut. He won by submission. Had, I saw that. Yeah, he had some uh, Muay Thai experience coming in. So he was very like, you know, I got to talk to all these guys uh, during the way and He was like, oh. I was like, oh, yeah, you're making your debut. He's like, well, my MMA debut. And I was like, oh, now I see why it was just his MMA debut because he t- just destroyed his opponent. Um, I believe Dallas Dodd was in the co-main event. He was looking uh, – he looked rather impress- impressive. Yep. And then you were talking about Ammons. I mean – Um, I don't think Jeffrey Meadows or uh, Sky would have any problem with me saying that those guys, you know, the the build was around them. A lot of people bought a lot of tickets to watch them. The only disappointment that I can say from the entire night is the fact that those guys didn't make weight. So even though they were victorious, they didn't come away with the belts. So I'm thinking they're going to have to run it back the second time around and that's, you know, that's the difference between being an amateur and being a professional, because I cover a lot of professional boxing. And even if those guys are part time, but they're getting paid to be in that ring, they they more than likely make it a point, you know, in order uh, to make weight so they can collect their purse. Yeah. And
2: and obviously, amateur, obviously, these guys aren't, aren't getting paid. And so it's a little bit different, but you still want to be a professional, right? You still want to show
0: up. You still want to make weight. So, no, I. I totally yeah, I, mean, I mean, like, you know, credit credit to the guys for putting on the event and and for having the knockouts like they did or or the submissions but i mean um i I know that should just motivate them even more but you would like to see them make the weight so they can come away with the belt but that's just the rules you know that's the texas licensing registration you have to make the (laughs) weight no totally
2: get that uh one thing i'm looking at is as i'm looking back at the fight i'm seeing submission submission, TKO, KO, TKO, KO. I mean, it looks like there's only, you know, one or two decisions all night. I mean, that's that's a ton of action.
0: Yeah. And I'm assuming as an MMA fan, that's exactly what you may be looking for when you're going out to a night like this. And that's what you do get, you know, I think with amateurs, as opposed to professionals is that, you know, these guys are super hungry and they're just looking for a chance to showcase to you that they have the ability to make it to the next level. And you get Everything they have, I mean, like you mentioned, none of these fights really went the distance. And the ones that did were spectacular. There was only two fights that went the distance, and both those guys left everything that they had in the cage that night. I mean, it was just a phenomenal crowd as well. That crowd was lit from the first fight to fight number 13 in the main event. That's awesome.
2: Well, we're excited for more Melee Fighting Championship, and uh, and you don't have to wait long, right? January 29th. It's going to be a Sunday. It's going to be hopefully right here in Austin, and uh, you yes. can see Justin Simmons there as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll sign the – I don't have any fans. I don't have a cameo, but uh, I guess I'll sign an autograph if you really, really want or take a picture, but I, I don't think it's going to get to that point anytime soon unless somebody – that I'm talented enough to get to the next level, just like those fighters. Yep. Well, let's make it happen.
2: Uh, you can follow. You can find them at, at Melee Fighting Championship. Uh, you can find them right uh, on online if you want to find out and where you can buy tickets. The tickets aren't on sale yet for the next one, but we'll definitely talk to you before that as well. Uh, you can follow Justin at the Smash Simmons on uh, on Twitter. Is it, is it on Facebook or is it on Instagram as well? The same.
0: Oh man, I got the the branding on lockdown. Jordan Twitter. On... Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok. Nice. I've, and, I've... and go look at it. I, I have uh, some ringside, you know, looks of the cage uh, from that night and, and some, you know, little footage inside the cage. And, of course, you know, that post pick with the ring girls. So everybody, check it out.
2: <laughs> awesome. And you can also listen to Justin and Stu right after us, right here on 104.9 on Sports Guys talking Wrestling. Justin, thank you so much for the time, and uh, we'll talk again soon.
0: No, Jordan, thank you, man. And thank you for the uh, SGTW plug. We really appreciate it. Always, every week, man. We're not going to, we don't forget about you guys. (laughs) Have a great day, Jordan. Thanks again for having me on.
2: Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. Eddie, before we talk UFC 279, we got to talk this Saturday, 9.15 p.m. The number nine Baylor Bears travel to Provo, Utah to face the number 21 ranked BYU Cougars. But yes, Eddie, there's also another game. There's another game here, Uh, Alabama, Texas versus Alabama. Did you sell your tickets? Are you going to the game?
1: I did sell my ticket. I'm not going to the game. And it kind of hurts my heart a little bit after going to the last week's game. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be so electric in that stadium uh, come Saturday morning. But on the plus side, I don't have to get up and go down to the stadium Saturday morning.
2: That's true. Well, uh, Fox pregame, ESPN College game day. They're both going to be here. That's exciting. Uh, It's 11 a.m. right here on the horn. Pregame begins at 7 a.m. Postgame coverage afterwards. Uh, Eddie, let, let me tell you, what are you doing after the game?
1: Um, I am actually going to first watch some boxing, and then me and my buddy are going to San Marcos. It is my goddaughter's inaugural performance with the Texas State Bobcat Marching Band. They're playing Florida International. That game's at like six. Wait, seven. are you, you
2: going to miss UFC two seventy nine?
1: No, the game's over at what? It'll be over at like nine nine thirty ish. All right. Well, check out the latest. I
2: will tell you. I don't say this often, Eddie. But this fight card's a little top-loaded. And let's be honest, I say that all the time. It's a, a little, little top-loaded, right? So I don't know if you have to make it back in time for the prelims. You can take your pick. You can pick your ones you want to watch. But you've got, in the main event, Hamzat Shemaev versus Nate Diaz. Is this a, is this like a sacrifice? Is, are they sacrificing Nate Diaz to the Wolf? They to, think to they're Hamzat sacrificing from? Nate Diaz. Yeah, they are, you think pick, they are, are you picking Nate Diaz?
1: I'm not picking him yet. I, hasn't, I haven't been able to flip that switch in my head. But this isn't going to be as easy and out as they think it is unless Nate wants it to be. And the fact that Jake Paul just signed to fight Anderson Silva means that Nate can take his time and actually fight instead of being in a rush to get out and sign to box.
2: I think what is going on here, Eddie, this is like the young taking on the old, right? I look at this fight card, uh, and I know Johnny Walker's not old. But he's old news a little bit, right? I think Ian Kutalaba. I think <laughs> I think he's old news, right? I think Ian Kutalaba, that's a win. You got uh, Macy Chieson versus Irene Aldana. That would be good for Macy Jason to win. That's 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 a young up-and-coming mm-hmm. fighter. Daniel Rodriguez, I know Kevin Holland's not old in the in it, but Daniel Rodriguez is a, you know, coming off that uh, I think he was injured, coming back, he's a hot prospect. I, I like Daniel Rodriguez. Lee Jing Lang versus Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson moving back up to welterweight. Lee Jing Lang, the I mean that's a good one, right? And then Hamzat Shemaev is. with Nate Diaz in the main I event. I can't
1: get the image of Hamzat just like carrying Li Jinglang like a baby over to the cage and talking smack while he does it out of my head. And knowing how good a wrestler Tony Ferguson can be when he wants to wrestle. I'm like, that one might not be such a cut and dry uh, leech fight after all. So this is the final con fight on Nate Diaz's contract.
2: They put him up against Hamzat Shemaev in the main event of pay-per-view. Uh, they didn't do him any favors with the pay per view points that he's going to get. But Hamzat Shemaev, Nate Diaz, I, I got to go Hamzat. I got to go brutal Hamzat, unfortunately.
1: I think I have to go Hamzat, but I think it'll be tougher than we think. Yeah. Uh, and then you mentioned
2: Lee Jing Lang versus Tony Ferguson. You, you give Tony, I mean, we, Tony has not looked the best, right? You give Tony he a hasn't. chance here.
1: I definitely give Tony a chance, and I'm, I think I'm going to pick Tony on this one. All right. How about Kevin Holland versus Daniel Rodriguez? Mm, that was a little tougher, but I think Holland. It's a
2: catchweight too, right? I, so this is not. Yeah, one eighty. This is Kevin Holland on his way back down. It seems like. Was he Walters before? Makes him hungrier. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It, it, I think it was. I think was on his way back down. Um, that'll be interesting. I, I actually really like Daniel Rodriguez. I think Daniel Rodriguez is uh, is a prospect. In this, uh, you know, in, in, in the UFC, so I, I, I kind of am going with him. Uh, but, you know, I'm definitely going to be interested in this main card. Now, not the strongest cards on paper. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be UFC 282, no. which we have uh, in a couple months, right? In that November card in Abu Dhabi. Ooh, now that's, that's a banger. Definitely. This card will be fun, though. All right, there's also BKFC, Eddie, going on. Uh, tell us what do you need to know about BKFC.
1: Our old friend Joe Diesel Riggs is in the co-main event at Light Heavyweight against Josh Dyer. But in the main event... Britton Hart, she could not win the title at Bantamweight, but they now have her fighting for the inaugural BKFC Strawweight title. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, as much as I don't like her yapping, she really brings it in the, in the ring, whatever they call it.
2: So do they just it's want a, her to win a belt? Ring. Do they just want her to win a yeah. belt really bad? It
1: seems like it. Yeah, it does seem like it. But Jordan, you want real boxing. We're going across the pond this week. Saturday in London at the O2 Arena. This is probably the biggest fight in women's boxing history. Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall for the undisputed middleweight title. You know, Shields, 12-0, holds the WBA, WBC, IBF titles. Marshall, also 12-0, has the WBO title. I believe Marshall beat Shields when they are amateurs, and she has no problem bringing that up all the time. But Marshall, she's a knockout artist, has 10 knockouts to Shields, only two. So it'll be a boxer versus a puncher in this one Interesting And whether or not you agree it's the biggest fight in women's history It's definitely the biggest night in women's boxing history Because this is all-female card With Michaela Meyer um, Fighting for the unified lightweight, junior lightweight title In the co
0: Nice
1: And real quick There's some YouTuber fight going on But most importantly in the co event Adrian Peterson Yeah that guy Versus Le'Veon Bell Yeah that guy they're boxing, Bank of uh, Bank of America, what a Bank of Something Stadium in Cal- in LA. Jordan running running backs punching each other in the face. Also on the card, former Laker Nick Young, Swaggy P was that him? Is that him taking on a rapper named Blueface? I hope his face is actually blue.
2: I don't know any of these people. Well, well, Eddie, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Justin, the Smash Simmons. You can actually listen to him right now. Uh, they're going to talk all about like what's going on in AEW. Why is oh, crazy CM Punk, you know, putting everyone under the bus right now? Uh, but we are going to be—they're going to be talking about that. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back. We will recap UFC 279 and get you ready uh, for the next up and coming fights here, right here on 104.9 The Horn and HornFM.com.
1: Keep safe, be nice to each other, stay positive, and love your life. And if we ever didn't, thank you. Let us do it now. Happy trails to you, till we meet again.